This episode of Insomnia is brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for more information. Hello, my name is Evan, and today I will be going over clean water issues in indigenous communities, specifically near Dryden, Ontario. When you go and get yourself a glass of water, you never give it a second thought. You turn on your tap or pour yourself some water and go about your day. In the indigenous communities of Grassy Narrows, White Dog, and Minaki, all was as usual. But what they didn't know is that just upstream in the Dryden Chloralkali plant, they would begin an eight-year-long stretch of dumping mercury waste into the Wabagoon River. So... In the 1960s to early 70s, the chloralkali plant in Dryden was using a mercury-based bleaching product for the pulp paper mill nearby. Instead of disposing the bleach in a safe way, they decided to dump the 20,000 pounds of mercury waste into the Wabagoon River. This mercury waste then went on to poison the river, its fish, plants, animals, and the residents of Grassy Narrows, White Dog, and Minaki with mercury poisoning. If you don't know what mercury is, it's a highly toxic metal that's liquid-like and is a bit denser than water. So it sinks and it kind of floats everywhere and it it basically gets everywhere. Mercury poisoning is a neurotoxin, which occurs when you have too much mercury in your body. This can cause so many different effects like memory loss, tremors, headaches, anxiety, depression, muscle weakness, and so many birth defects for babies. It also has a very high chance of killing babies not soon after they're born, which is horrible. Mercury poisoning never goes away. It actually bioaccumulates in your body, meaning When a woman is pregnant and she has mercury poisoning, that spreads to her baby. And let's say her baby has a baby down the line, they spread it too, passing down from generation to generation. There's also a chance of permanent brain or kidney failure. Once the government initially found out about the mercury, you'd think they'd do the rational thing, right? Like, Punishing the company for ruining the environment, maybe? Or compensating the victims? Or at the very least, help clean up the river, right? Uh, no. This is the Canadian government we're talking about, silly. Instead, they decided to hide what happened, not wanting to take responsibility for it. All they did was ask the chloralkali plant to stop dumping the mercury and find another way to dispose of it. There next course of action was to then bury the mercury, which to this day has not all been found. The mercury seeped into the ground, infecting the underground water reserve of the Grassy Narrows, White Dog, and Minaki regions, and infecting the ground and all plants in a 100 kilometer radius with mercury poisoning. If you stood directly in between the route from Windsor, Ontario to London, Ontario, That would be a 100-kilometer radius around you to both of those cities. That's how large of an area was infected. 
When the affected communities attempted to bring attention to the situation, the Canadian government stated that those communities were dangerous due to high aggression rates and high crime rates of Indigenous folk in nearby regions, even though this was caused by the overabundance of mercury in their systems. This then led to the Grassy Narrows, White Dog, and Menaki communities to become ostracized from nearby communities as they did not want anything to do with them. Since they lived purely off the land, they could also not do much about the situation, constantly getting infected again and again. They couldn't purchase fish from other communities due to having no money and them just generally being afraid of them, so they had to make do with what they had. They had no money because all they do is sell their fish, but when their lakes and their rivers got infected, nobody wanted to buy their fish anymore. Coco Copanache is a resident of Grassy Narrows who shares her experience with mercury poisoning and the Canadian government's actions with Canada's National Observer. Her eldest daughter was two months old when she died. Her name was Frida Jane. Coco Copanache had mercury poisoning because of all the infected fish, plants, and water in Grassy Narrows. Two months after Frida Jane was born, she was taken to the hospital by paramedics. Coco Copanache was not allowed to go with her. That was the last time she saw her daughter. She was later informed Frida had died of pneumonia on the way over, when really she had died of mercury poisoning. But that was kept from her until years later, once it was publicly released, the mercury poisoning had been found in their area. Coco Copanache's granddaughter and grandson also have mercury poisoning since birth. Her granddaughter, named after Frida Jane, was born with blindness in one eye, a hole in the heart. She is non-verbal due to a hearing condition and suffers from frequent kidney infections. Her grandson, Darwin, suffered from frequent seizures due to the poison up until he was five years old. So, in 1986, the Mercury Disability Board was opened by the government to aid the residents of Grassy Narrows who have been affected by mercury poisoning. Same with White Dog and Minaki. The Dryden Pump Mill, Chlor Alkali Plant, and the Canadian government altogether pitched in $17 million to aid those that had been affected. Yet, there still had been nothing done to aid in cleaning up the river and surrounding area. In fact, 31 years later was the next time they were given assistance or offered assistance. In 2017, an agreement was brought to the Grassy Narrows community for $85 million in order to help clean up the environment. Sounds good, right? Y you'd think. But, as always, there, there was a catch. This agreement was not legally binding. So, the government could just pull out of the deal whenever they wished. The Grassy Narrows community then declined their offer and in 2020 reached a $19.5 million deal to build a mercury disability home for those affected. Which again, just ignores the larger issue of just cleaning up the river. In September of 2016, a team of Japanese experts on mercury conducted a study on the Grassy Narrows community, just to see how badly affected they were. They found 90% of residents living in Grassy Narrows had mercury poisoning, including those born after the event had taken place. They also concluded that there was still mercury on the bottom of the Wabagoon River and the mercury buried in the ground 
was still infecting the wildlife. 44 years after the initial dumping had stopped, it was still causing so many issues and hardship to these communities. The chief of Grassy Narrows and the Grassy Narrows community in general have been attempting to get Justin Trudeau to come up to their reservation to bear witness to what is going on. All attempts to contact him have been in vain. He always replies to their letters, emails, telling them he's too busy or doesn't have room in his schedule. Now, you may be thinking, how could I help with this? The best way to help is to create noise, as much noise as possible. Go to social media influencers or even post yourself. Attend or even host an in-person calls to action. This issue continues to occur because there's not enough noise from the general population. We, as a community, need to support them and bring more attention to this topic so they can get justice. That's all I have for today, and now, on to my sponsor. This episode of Insomnia is sponsored by Audible. Audible is a website made by Amazon where you can buy audiobooks and podcasts. I personally love Audible and use it all the time. You can use my code INSOMNIA for two free audiobooks. That's right, free. I last listened to 21 Things You May Not Know About the Indian Act by Bob Joseph. Use code INSOMNIA for two free audiobooks on Audible and have a nice night.